All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Dave. Today, we've got a uh, different kind of episode. We're going to be talking about the week in fitness tech. It's not really just the week. It's also like the past month or so, but week in fitness tech has a better ring to it, I think. Uh, We've got a few topics to discuss today, but first, I want to you know, wish you a happy happy April 1st. This is April Fool's Day. Hopefully uh, no one's pulled one over you or, or pranked you this morning. Or maybe they did. Maybe that added some excitement to your life. And now you're uh, you're excited. You're, you're invigorated for the rest of your day. I don't know. For me, my kids have uh, tried to pull one over on me this morning. But they weren't successful because I am the king when it comes to pranks. Today, like I said, we're going to be talking about this week in fitness tech. This is going to be a new series of podcast episodes I'm going to do, I don't know, weekly, every couple of weeks, maybe every month, where I talk about the new and exciting things that have happened in the week of fitness tech. It doesn't have to just be fitness tech, and you'll find out more about that in this video, or not a video, it's a podcast today. And uh, we're going to talk about things that I've noticed, notable things that have happened this week, and what it's all about. Today, the topics are the Whoop Band 4.0, some new features that have been added. We're also going to talk about the Aura Ring, uh, and again, some more features that have been added to the Aura Ring or will be soon. We're going to talk about some Garmin leaks. I'm not one for Garmin leaks, but this one's pretty exciting. So, of course, I'm going to talk about that. And finally, we've got the GoPro Volta and some new GoPro accessories that I thought were kind of interesting and I'm kind of looking forward to. Um, oh yeah, and I also want to talk about the new uh, Suunto features that have been rolling out. Seems like they're doing some work behind the scenes there, which is exciting because, uh, yeah, Suunto hasn't been really hot and heavy lately. They've been kind of uh, moving at a pretty slow pace. So the first topic today is the Whoop Band 4.0. If you followed my YouTube channel at all, you know I've already reviewed this thing. Uh, I generally like the Whoop Band 4.0, but my whole beef with the Whoop Band was always... The price structure. So if you don't know, the Whoop Band is essentially free, which is great, except for the fact you have to spend 30 bucks a month on the subscription forever. You don't get you don't get to stop paying. It's just a subscription-based plan that goes on forever. Which for some people is fine. I've heard arguments both ways. And one thing Whoop does do that I do like is they do uh whenever there's a new soft or hardware update, they tend to upgrade everybody for free. Or, you know, at least give them a discount or a way to upgrade a path forward to upgrade the hardware so that your subscription price is also including your hardware price, which is not a bad thing. That said, 30 bucks a month does add up. And, you know, my argument is you spend five or 600 bucks on a Garmin one time, you're good for X amount of years. Yeah. So the subscription thing, I've got a little bit of subscription fatigue myself, and I know a lot of other people do. Anyways, that's neither here or there. If you want the full review, check out the video that I'll link in the show notes of this podcast if you're interested. Uh, Yeah, so the new features that are coming to the Whoop Band 4.0. First, we've got Apple Health Integration. What this means is if you go on a run with your Apple Watch or even a Garmin or anything like that, that syncs over to Apple Health. That data will also now be shared with the the Whoop app, which is great. That means your runs and all of your fitness data will be cross-platform compatible. They won't just be locked into the Apple Apple ecosystem. So what does that mean for the end user? It just means more data 
in the back end of Whoop, which is always good. More data is always good to get a more well-rounded idea of your fitness and well-being over time. The second new thing is that there's going to be pregnancy due date teams. I found this one to be really interesting. My wife thought it was kind of cool, but for me, I thought it was kind of like, why would you want this? So the idea behind pregnancy due date teams is the Whoop app will actually pair you up. If you're a pregnant woman, it'll actually pair you up with other pregnant people that are expecting around the same time frame as your due date. So you can actually support each other. I don't know the extent, like if you can message each other or just comment on each other. I don't know. The idea is they're going to group you with people in the same similar uh, situation that you're in, expecting a baby at the same time, maybe, uh, you know, maybe in the same age bracket. I don't really know all the details, but the idea is there. So the idea being that, you know, I'm a, I'm a dude. I can only sympathize with my wife so much when she's pregnant. Um, I know she needs her friends and other pregnant people around her for backup that know what she's actually going through. Whereas I can only imagine what they're going through. So this idea is supposed to give you more of a community kind of, uh, support system around being pregnant, which is kind of cool. But again, it's, uh, I thought it was kind of interesting to share that level of privacy with kind of total strangers. So Interesting feature. I don't know everything about it, but it is added to the Whoop Band 4.0. Another ad added perk is the uh, ovulation, pre perimenopause, postmenopause, and pregnancy tracking. I just mentioned pregnancy, but all of these other features are now rolled into the Whoop platform as a whole. This is all in an effort to support uh, Women's Month. I think that was um, in March. And so they added all of these women-specific features. So that's pretty cool. And finally, the last new feature is going to be mental health tracking. So on a daily basis, the Whoop app will just, you know, get, get a gauge of your general mental health for the day. And you can track that over time to see what's going on in your noggin. Because in this weird time we've all been through with being, you know, isolated and now not so much being isolated and being out there, I think there's a lot of uh, mental health going on in the world and, in, in, you know, Whoop definitely identified that. I know I can say I've gone through some weird stuff in the past year, kind of being trapped at home. And heck, right now I'm sitting in my home office uh, doing this podcast in my pajamas and it's almost lunchtime. So that probably says something about me. <laughs> so that's everything new in the Whoop Band. What I think about it, I think it's a, it's a welcome addition. I like to see that they're still trying to innovate. They're still trying to add things to the platform. And um, you know, given that price point, that expensive subscription cost, it's good to know that there's still some things going on behind the scenes. They're still thinking and adding and they're not increasing their pricing or, you know, adding tiers of pricing where you get X amount of benefits for this cost. And if you want all the benefits, you need the premium plan, blah, blah, blah. They're just, I'm putting it under, under one subscription umbrella, which I do appreciate. Uh, I wish there wasn't any subscription, but if there's going to be one, I'm glad it's just one and all these new features are rolled into that one thing, if that makes sense. Okay, moving on to the Aura Ring 3.0. Now, the Aura Ring 3.0 is a product that I've been actively testing for about a month. I've got one on my hand at this very moment. It is a very interesting device and it actually competes directly with the Whoop Band we just talked about. If you don't know what the Aura Ring is, it's a you know small ring. <laughs> as the name implies, that you put on your hand, uh, just like a wedding band or just a piece of jewelry that you can wear on any of your fingers, 
could be uh, your, your ring finger, your index finger, your thumb, whatever. They prefer you wear it on your index finger, but if you need to wear it on a different finger, you can. Uh, the Aura Ring focuses on a lot of uh, wellness tracking. So you've got a readiness score that's kind of like bo uh, Garmin's body battery to give you an idea of how, how well rested you are from the previous night's sleep. You've got your sleep analytics. You've got your activity and calories burned. And it gathers all this data from sensors within the watch, which there is a heart rate sensor. There's a skin temperature sensor. There's a blood oxygen saturation sensor all built right into, did I just say watch? Because it's a ring. And the really incredible thing about this device, you know, I know I'm supposed to be talking about the new stuff, but I'm giving you kind of a download of what this thing is, uh, is that the ring that I'm wearing on my scale weighs four grams, four grams. In comparison, the Garmin Epics I'm wearing is like 85 grams. So it's really incredible that they crammed all of these features into something that weighs four grams that you wear on your finger. Yeah, technology, man. We're moving like crazy. Anyways, so if you're an Aura Ring user, something that's been promoted ever since the beginning of Aura Ring is these new features that were supposed to roll out in the garment in the uh, Aura Ring 3.0 uh, that were not existent in the Aura Ring 2.0. And what those things were, were workout heart rate monitoring. So this is active heart rate monitoring during a run or a ride. Um, you've got blood oxygen saturation monitoring because the sensor is built into the ring. You've got enhanced sleep stages monitoring because those sensors are in the ring. And all these features were always marketed but didn't deliver when the Aura Ring 3.0 was announced. They left those out, which is kind of a bummer, but they promised they would be coming. Now, yesterday on... Uh, March 31st, today's April 1st again, yesterday I received an email from Aura Ring that wasn't just to me specifically, it was kind of an advertisement stating that they're in the final stages of fleshing out all of these new features and more specifically that you can expect to see the workout heart rate monitoring and blood oxygen saturation monitoring coming in June of 2022, which is only a couple of months away. So it's good to see that it didn't completely fall off the radar. They've got these things coming. And if you're an Aura Ring user, hang in there because they will be coming. The new features are coming. It'll be a firmware update. It will be free. And it'll be included in your current subscription, which is great. So June 2022 for those updates, uh, I was hoping it would be sooner than that so I could test it because like I said, I've been wearing the ring for about a month and I'm working on a video that will be out on YouTube probably next week, I'm guessing. Again, today's April 1st, so stay tuned for that. Check out the links in the show notes if you want to subscribe to YouTube to get the full download on my thoughts on the Aura Ring 3.0. Okay, next topic. Now, this is going to be a touchy subject because I'm not one that likes to dive into the weeds when it comes to rumors and leaks and things like that, but uh, this product is very exciting. Now, we're going to be talking about the, the newest Garmin Tactics. If you don't know, the Garmin Tactics is essentially a Garmin Phoenix 7, but specifically designed for military use. This could be, uh, you, know, para, you know, paratroopers skydiving out of an airplane. It could be uh, troops on the ground wearing night vision goggles. Uh, it's got a built-in uh, stealth mode and kill switch for active combat use. And it's got a different additional navigation features uh, for, you know, navigating off the grid, using coordinates, all that stuff. That's what the 
tactics uh, family has been for always. And the, the Garmin Tactics uh, Delta exists right now. You can buy one, but it's based off of the Phoenix 6 hardware, which, uh, you know, it's not as late and great as the new Phoenix 7 stuff with the updated uh, optical heart rate sensor, the new GPS chip, better battery life. So all these new features we saw come on the Garmin Phoenix 7 are probably going to come to the Tactics line. And they're saying, I got this information from the 5k runners website, check out his, I'll, I'll link it down in the show notes. Uh, but check out his website. He's, he's somebody who follows the rumors and really gets into the weeds with this stuff. I try to stay out of it because, you know, to be honest, I've got somewhat of a relationship with Garmin when it comes to reviewing this stuff. They typically send me stuff ahead of time. I'm not allowed to talk about it, but as a preface to this little conversation I'm having, I know nothing about the Garmin tactics. I know nothing about what's coming. And if I did, I wouldn't be able to talk about it. But me saying that I know nothing about it should tell you I actually know nothing about it. Because if I did, I'd probably leave this story out of this week's news. Um, so the far, the 5K runner saying on his website, he's got a source. Uh, this is purely a rumor. It's not finalized. There's no Garmin-backed information on this. But apparently overseas in like Germany or something, there was a leak about uh, the Garmin Connect app that shows a new family of devices that are able to pair with the, with the phone. There are seven potential models that range from the, something called a tactic seven to a tactics Delta to a tactics Charlie. And all of these apparently have different features. Uh, all of this stuff is very vague and unfinalized And in this article specifically, there's no uh, hard evidence of what the features of these new watches will be. But if I had to guess, I would say it'll be based heavily around a Garmin Phoenix 7, like a Phoenix 7X, the bigger one. It'll likely have improved battery life, better solar performance, a sapphire lens, titanium housing, and a slightly different design compared to the Phoenix 7. Should you be interested in, in this thing? I don't know. Uh, for me, it's not really a device I'm interested in because it's really for military and tactical use. I feel like for the most part, most people don't fall into that bucket, but some people just buy it purely because they like the look of it, or maybe there's a specific feature about it like stealth mode or kill switch that they find interesting. For me, it's not something I'll be into, and mainly because the pricing is going to be wild. I, I think the price for the Tactics Delta is about $1,100. It's probably discounted now because the Phoenix 7 is out, but you can expect a premium price hike over the top tier Phoenix 7. Now, the top tier Phoenix 7 is the titanium uh, model that has the sapphire lens and the solar, and that goes for about $1,000. So if you imagine a 10 or 20% increase to that price, you're looking at a very expensive device, and it's really for only niche use cases. Um, but if you've been waiting for this thing, it seems like it's probably around the corner. Again, stay tuned to the YouTube channel because I'm hoping if it does come out, I'll have the opportunity to get hands-on with it and be able to show off what it's all about. I'm not in the army or anything, but you may be able to gain some information about that. Um, yeah, so that's the Tactics Delta. That's what we know so far, the leak. Uh, again, I don't know anything, and if I did, I wouldn't state it in this podcast. Okay, another topic for this week's news is if you've been following YouTube at all and you own a GoPro, I'm sure you've seen this already, the GoPro Volta accessory that came out for the GoPro Hero 9 and Hero 10 
is now available on the market. It's been all over YouTube, just like every embargo release. The big uh, camera YouTubers like Peter McKinnon and Maddie Hapoya and, uh, you know, everybody's got this thing in their hands and has posted videos about it. DC Rainmaker Ray over there had his hands on it and also posted a review video about it. Uh, essentially, we're looking at a small uh, tripod hand grip that's similar to something like the GoPro Shorty mount. And the Shorty is like a little uh, hand grip for your GoPro that also turns into a tripod. And this new GoPro Volta thing also does that. It also has three buttons on the back to uh, start a recording, change your modes, uh, do all kinds of stuff with the buttons. But the standout feature about this new GoPro Volta uh, grip is that it's got three, the equivalent of three GoPro batteries built inside of it. So you actually plug a little USB Type-C coiled cable into your GoPro, and then that plugs into the grip itself, and now you've got uh, three extra batteries inside the grip, the equivalent of three extra batteries, plus the battery that's inside your GoPro that should give you up to four hours of filming in the top resolution and in 30 frames per second. So compared to just a regular GoPro, you'd struggle to get one hour on a battery. Now you can get up to four or five hours, depending on what frame rates and resolutions are recording at. This has me very interested. Now I will say the GoPro Volter retails for $129. That is a crap load of money for a little GoPro grip. Compared to, I use a Ulanzi uh, grip that's a similar size. Of course, no batteries built in or anything. But that little Ulanzi grip costs like $12 on Amazon. <laughs> it's really an in inexpensive thing. So $129 for the a similar type of thing is a big price hike. Now, the GoPro Volta does have those batteries built in, and that's really what has me interested. Because when I make my videos, if I'm like at a race or something, I typically put extra GoPro batteries in like my, my drop bags or my, my uh, running vest. And they're a headache to swap out because you're fiddling with the little door on the GoPro. You're pulling out a battery with sweaty hands. So, you know, your sweat's getting inside the battery door. You're exposing the SD card that's inside the battery door. It's all bad. <laughs> so if you're dealing, if you're doing this in the rain or you're like doing an extreme sport, like uh, kayaking or you're climbing or you're in a situation where you don't have your hands free to swap out the battery and you're already using a grip. So the size is already there. This GoPro Volta thing is kind of a, it's kind of a good value add because you get the batteries inside, you get extra controls. And the cool thing is with the Volta, you get a new battery door that replaces the battery door on your GoPro. And this little door allows the GoPro to remain somewhat weather resistant. Now, keep in mind, the big downside here and what I need to learn more about is that the GoPro Volta itself is not completely waterproof. They're saying on the website that it's water resistant. To what extent? I don't know. Like, there's no IP rating. They don't talk about how, how long it could be underwater for. It's really just saying the GoPro Volta is water resistant to some extent. And uh, that's it. So take that for what it's worth. We're going to have to see more testing on YouTube come out. Um, I, I think I'm going to try to get my hands on one because I'm kind of interested on it. They didn't send me one pre-release. I, I was hoping they would, but they didn't. Um, so yeah, the GoPro Volta seems very interesting for my use case. If I could stick it in my running vest with the GoPro mounted to it, have the battery plugged in, 
and then go like a full hundred mile ultra marathon recording the event and not killing the battery. That would be huge. I guess the one issue there is like getting an SD card in the GoPro that could hold all of, all of that footage would be kind of rough. Like four hours of 5k is not going to fit on a, like 128 gig, uh, SD card. So you'll have to go and invest in a big 512 gig SD card or something like that. And again, there's no specs on the waterproof rating on this. I wish they said it was like IPX four or something like that. You know, you, you see that on like earbuds, like the, um, Samsung galaxy buds, they're like IP four X, which means you can sweat heavily with them, but don't go, you know, scuba diving. <laughs> That'd be a bad idea. So pretty interesting. I'm interested in getting my hands on the, on the GoPro Volta 129 bucks. It is a premium price, but like if it does solve that use case for me, I'll pay the money and get it because it's pretty cool. Okay. Final topic for today's podcast. And that's going to be the Sunto training peaks, uh, collaboration in structure workouts that was just released a couple of days ago. Uh, again, DC rainmaker, check out his website and his videos. He's got a whole video about how this works. Essentially, uh, a while back, actually, Sunto partnered up with Training Peaks to offer some of their metrics within the Sunto app. So you've got things like the uh, recovery score and the stress score and things like that on your activities that's derived from Training Peaks. So it's kind of interesting if you're a Training Peaks user, if you really like their how they measure things and the stress scores and things like that it's a big value add to a Suunto user. And it might, you know, if you're in the market for a device, it might push you towards Suunto because of that tight integration that they have set up in the Suunto app. So they've taken this one step further now where you can actually create a structured workout within the, the Suunto app based on your training peaks, performance and workouts. Again, I haven't really gone down the rabbit hole of setting this all up and testing it out but it does seem really cool. So you can take your, your training peaks, training plan, import it into Suunto, sync it over to your watch, and then execute all of your training peaks workouts on your Suunto 9 peak, your Suunto 9 barrow, your, your Suunto 5. You can do the workout, have that data sync back over to the Suunto app, and then from there, sync back over to the uh, training peaks platform so you can get all of that data back in one spot and then see how your body is adapting to your training over time. Pretty interesting stuff. And it's cool to see them innovating because one thing I've been worried about with Suunto is that they've been kind of stale lately, like in both terms of like new products coming out, but also just firmware updates have kind of slowed down quite a bit. They had a couple of big, big things come out on the uh, Suunto 7, their Google Wear OS watch. That was kind of cool. Uh, back in 2021, they added some new sleep tracking metrics and uh, their new, I think they caught a bo body resources. That's kind of like body battery. So that all came, but then it kind of got quiet for a minute there. And then Suunto got acquired by a new company, which was kind of scary because that, that kind of implied the, you know, the Finnish uh, Suunto legend was going to kind of die off and maybe turn into a more of a commercial thing. But it seems like they're still keeping their roots intact and this new integration with training peaks and the structure workouts is pretty interesting. And another topic in terms of Suunto is going to be a new feature coming out to the uh, Suunto wearables out there that's related to the Suunto app zone. 
and this is another article that you can find on Raymaker, DC Raymaker's website. Uh, essentially, Sunto is working on something called Sunto App. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, Sunto Plus Guides. Uh, this is basically a slimmed down version of like widgets and stuff that third party developers can make specifically for certain workouts. So if you're not aware, uh, like Garmin has something called the Garmin Connect IQ platform, which is basically Garmin's like app store. If you own a Garmin watch, you can download third party watch faces from there that are totally customized. You can download apps for doing various things like checking your battery status or turning on lights that are attached to your smart home or whatever. There's all kinds of stuff out there. There's thousands of apps on the Garmin Connect IQ store. Now, Sunto did have something like this years ago called the App Zone, but it never really came to fruition. They never really did anything with it. It was kind of just invented and kind of went stale. But now they're doing this thing called Sunto Plus Guides, which is basically like small data fields and widgets that will be available to be developed by third parties to be integrated into your activities. So essentially, for instance, if you've got your running activity and a developer thinks you should have a certain view within that activity, whether it be like what running power or, you know, some kind of different heart rate gauge or something like that, third party developers will, will be able to design and develop these new uh, Suntu plus guides to be available within your Suntu wearable. Pretty cool. And I think the first integration of this is what I just talked about with training peaks. But um, yeah, there's probably going to be more to come, which is pretty interesting. I don't know a whole lot about this, but it is cool to see that Sunto is working on this. There's more coming. They're not letting that app zone thing die off. And uh, Sunto Plus guides will be available for everybody for the masses soon. And hopefully third party developers take uh, make use of this in make some really cool apps so Suunto users have something to be excited about. That's really it. I don't know everything about it, but it seems like they're opening the door for third-party apps, which is always good, and hopefully it just keeps moving in this direction. All right, and that's really it in terms of uh, fitness tech news this week. It wasn't all fitness tech because I don't know if a, a GoPro accessory really qualifies, but I think you get the gist of what I'm trying to do here. Things that interest me are things that I'm going to talk about in this style of podcast. Like I said throughout this video, if you're interested in fitness tech, ultra running, endurance sports, things like that, check out my YouTube channel because that's really where I post the majority of my content. But I will be doing more podcasting because it is something I really enjoy. We're going to have some guests on here and I'm going to try to stay up to date with doing some weekly podcasts like this where we talk about what's going on in the world of fitness tech and if there's anything exciting out there that should be uh, talked about and benefiting the user. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Go check out the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash chase the summit. Check out the website at chase the summit.com and check out the merch store because I've got hats coming back into stock. The chase the summit Ridgeline trucker hat will be back in stock soon. I've got some new t-shirts up there. It's all very exciting stuff. If you've got a request, you want to see a guest on this podcast or hear a guest on this podcast, go over to chasethesummit.com, click on contact and send me a note. I'd love to hear from you or message me on Instagram or whatever. Uh, and I, I'd love some ideas on what, what direction to take the podcast, what guests should be on here and uh, some new and exciting topics to talk about. Anyways, I hope you're having a great April 1st. Happy April Fool's Day. No jokes in this podcast. I sh probably should have started with this 
with a joke. That would have been fun, but I didn't. I guess I'm not all that fun. I'll see you next time. This is Dave signing out. Bye.